0: Earn a living. You probably own a business, work for one, or want to start one. Business is central to your life. But do most business shows really speak to you? Today on the show, the billion-dollar valuation of Balogo and Broad does. Let's talk about the stock market and alaba market. Let's talk about share IPOs and diesel supply LPOs. Let's talk about Broad Street. The Nigeria Stock Exchange recorded an all-time high of and Balogun uh, Street. Uh, the maximum I will spend on fuels on fuel. On Balogo and Broad, Wednesdays at 5. Guys, I was taking you around the world in two minutes and brought you back here. Now it's time for the realest business show on radio. On Balogun and Broad, we talk about the issues in the news um, that affect uh, businesses of all sizes. We talk about how these issues affect these businesses. And we talk about the people who work for these businesses or who own these businesses and how those issues in the news affect them. Now, what changes should the CBN make? to monetary policy what changes should the finance ministry make to fiscal policy we're looking at um, two macroeconomic issues on the show today that have an uh, an effect on everybody's business right so uh you have the exchange rate you have the federal debt Which brings me to our business hard fact. According to the Federal Ministry of Finance, the federal government's debt servicing payments between January and April were higher than revenues. That means that every Naira and dollar that the federal government made in the first four months of this year went to paying back debts that they were owing before. That also means that any money the federal government spent in those four months on anything else came from new debt so salaries capital projects so overhead school feeding all those things all of that from more debt the economist intelligence unit says that the federal government's debt servicing uh, debt servicing to uh, revenue ratio is 118 percent the worst in the world and that's just the fiscal side though on the monetary side we're seeing a naira that keeps falling so today let's talk about why we're having these issues then let's talk about what the options are for the central bank and for the finance ministry do they have options is this situation salvageable my first guest is an analyst with sbm intelligence essay okila thank you so much for joining us
1: um good evening
0: Sandra. Good evening, Delas. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Balogun Abroad on hard facts. My second guest is a senior development analyst for Steers, Bemi Sola She's a friend of the show. Welcome back to Balogun Abroad.
2: Hi Sandra. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, Lagos, we want to hear from you as well. I want to hear your questions about the CBN's monetary uh, policy. I want to have your questions about the exchange rate, the budget deficit, the debt servicing bill, all of that. Uh, Women, call us on 01465-7190. Men, call us on 0700-993-993-993. SA, for most of this year oil prices have been soaring right because of the russian invasion of ukraine usually when oil prices go up we see federal revenues go up that's what usually happens and that often helps with um, the fiscal situation on the monetary side we also see the naira go up because we're getting more forex from oil exports but this time around, essay, um, in the middle of an oil boom essay, where we're, we're seeing both a weakness uh, in the Naira. we you so so a weakening Naira and worsening federal finances. What's going on, essay?
1: Yeah, Sandra, you're right. Um typically since the increase in oil prices as a result of the um, supply um spill delay due to the Russian-Ukraine crisis, um, oil prices have begun to surge. And expected, Nigeria as an oil producing nation is expected to benefit from that, but we're seeing the reverse. And the reason being that, one, well, we have issues around uh, production numbers. Now, um, post-selling of our oils, we also have issues around payment of fuel subsidies. So now you know um, oil prices are determined by international markets. So as the oil prices are going up, since we are an oil refined importing nation, in that we export our raw crude oil and import import PMS into the country, and the federal government has chosen upon itself to fix the selling price of PMS in the country, as such, make payment for fuel subsidies. So, due to the increase in oil prices, the NNPC have begun to see increase in payment of fuel subsidies in the country, um, and that has resulted in non remittance of um, FX, right, into the excess crude account by the NNPC, or uh, contribution into the monthly um, FAC allocations that um, state and federal government, as well as oil producing nations, um, benefit from. If you look at the report that you rightly mentioned, we could see that fuel subsidy has increased from 2020 to 2022, from 35 billion to a whopping sum of 4 trillion lira just between January and May in 2022. And it's still going to, they're still going to make more subsidy payments. So that's one of the challenges we're having with regards to non benefiting from this oil boom by Nigeria, um, and with regards to FX, Um, A major contributor to FX in the country is the NNPC through oil receipts, Hmm. right? We are not um, an exporting nation. As such, our ability to gain um, foreign exchange currencies is slim. Hmm. Um, uh, We will get that many from oil receipts. And since the the, the, the foreign currencies we get, we use that in paying for subsidy. We're unable to reap any benefit from that. Hmm. Um, FX, um, um, Naira, um, um, devaluation is ongoing strictly because of two things, right? Um, firstly, first you, you understand that the CBN, as much as it's meant to regulate the market, hmm. has also taken on board itself as a is, as a control measure, in that it fixes the rate in the market and doesn't really give room for market dynamics to determine the FX rate. And we understand that. From the production perspective, manufacturers need FX mm. to import goods mm. for them to manufacture products. I'm mm. also looking at it from the service perspective where we have a lot of Nigerians seeking for vacations abroad, mm-hmm. people going for education towards medical tours and they need FX. Mm-hmm. Last year, um, in May, the CBN came out to ban um, BDCs in that it no longer sells um, FX to the BDCs, right? Mm-hmm. And however, it's been unable to meet that demand that nigerians need for fx mm. further to that it has also given some directive or guidelines that has now increased speculations in the market mm. that is causing this um increase free fall in um naira against the dollar yes right. exactly right. so they have already given an announcement to say by december students are no longer can no longer access fx and we'll have to look for it for alternative so that speculation alone is allowing people now around to say we need to gather because by december by november there'll be scarcity and the price is likely to go up hmm. so you're giving more power to black market operators and to illegal BDCs still operating in the market
0: hmm. uh, Yeah, <laughs> Bemi, um i i mean i asked what's going on and i think essay covered most of it but i wonder if you think she left anything out Um,
2: Yeah, she actually did cover most of it, um, but just to add one of the reasons why the NNPC isn't remitting as much as they should Mm -hmm. to the federal government Mm -hmm. and states is also because of um, vandalism and theft of oil Mm -hmm. in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. It's the worst it has ever ever been. Um, So we have a situation where you know nigeria isn't producing as much as it should because it's i mean most of the oil is going to debt in fact in the recent um recent presentation by the minister of finance um on the medium term or the medium term economic plan mm-hmm. and just the performance budget performance mm-hmm. um from april from january to april mm-hmm. we see that the highest we produced or the highest um, crude oil that we exported this year was 1.4 barrels per day. Right. This is soup, like the lowest has been since the longest time. Why is um, why do I we mean, have
0: why do we have the worst uh, uh, you know seeping of the oil now than we've ever had? What has changed? What's different now that wasn't there before?
2: I think it's just a case of people, um, the government letting things fester for too long. And now it has just gotten worse. Last week, um, we, it was announced that the Trans-Niger pipeline, which is one of the largest pipelines that carries crude oil across the country, has dried up, in, in quotes. that what, basic, what that means is that um, they're no longer passing crude oil through it because of the theft. So that pipeline alone transports 10% of our usual um, crude oil exports. This year, it has transported 15% of our crude oil exports and imagine such a you know strategic and very important asset being closed down just because of thieves and just because of crude oil theft and all that that means that the scale of the theft has just gotten worse and i think it's just lack of security this same crude oil theft is what chased um, the likes of shell and mobile away from like the country it caused them to divest their investments in this country because it was just becoming increasingly expensive to continue producing in Nigeria. So things like that, you know, cast a really dark shadow and that has prevented us from selling as much as we should. And then by the time we couple low production, low earnings with, um, you know, high subsidies that's caused by the high prices, we're not earning as much as we should and we're spending more than we, we should.
0: Okay. Now, let me stay with you, Bemi Sola, on the monetary policy um, uh, part of this conversation, the Naira and monetary policy. So we'll stay there uh, for a bit. Then we'll move on to deficit and fiscal policy. I want you to educate us about something, right? Um, A weak currency isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, you have countries like South Korea, for instance, who have very strong economies, but a currency that is very weak against the dollar. You also have countries like China who have been accused of keeping their currency weak so that they can help with their exports. So. Tell us, teach us, um, under what circumstances is a weak currency an advantage? And in what circumstances is a strong currency a disadvantage?
2: Okay. Um, a weak currency is an advantage. So let me start by explaining what, I guess, a weak currency, that's a strong currency, is. So a weak currency is when You're exchanging your local currency for more of an international currency. So let's say um, you want to buy a dollar, for instance, the way, I mean, in 2015 or 2014, one dollar, you could exchange one dollar for about uh, 150 naira. I hope I'm getting that correctly. And today it's you know in the in the parallel market it's 700 naira. that means the naira has weakened or has depreciated or has been devalued over the years mm. so that's an example of a weak currency when you have a weak currency that means that when you're exporting goods people who want to buy your goods basically have to buy because if they're buying your goods they're buying they're exchanging Naira. They're giving you dollars for Naira. So it's cheaper for them to buy your goods, right? So a weak currency is good when you have a lot to export, when you want to make your goods competitive in the markets. You want, you know, to basically amass a lot of the market share. Mm. That's when a weak currency is good. Um, a strong And in, in that same case as well, a strong currency is a disadvantage because if you want to push out a lot of your goods, the countries that you mentioned, like China, for instance, is a manufacturing giant, is the the largest manufacturer in the world so china would want its currency would want people to exchange its currency at least against the dollar mm. or less so they don't want people to be discouraged by the exchange rates you know when they're selling their goods so mm. that's when a weak currency is good in nigeria's case however you know most of what we export is i mean crude oil makes up over 90% of our exports mm. so If you're not exporting crude oil, you're not exactly enjoying the benefits of this weak currency. I mean, we also have things like agri-produce and some other manufactured goods um, that we actually produce and export. But, I mean, crude oil takes up 90%. So that means that, you know, we're not really enjoying the benefits of this weak currency.
0: I see. Lagos, don't forget you can join the conversation by giving us a call on zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Um essay, is Nigeria in a position to take advantage of a weakening Naira? Maybe for improved exports, for example. If you say we are, why are we? If we say we're not, why are we not? Um th- th-
1: there's never a good time for us not to position ourselves for um, taking advantage of the current weak currency that we have, but unfortunately, we've always found ourselves in a position where our crises always go to waste. We allowed COVID nineteen crisis to go to waste. Okay. Um, the current crisis that um, Russia-Ukraine has brought up has obviously gone to waste, and hopefully, further crises that will come up in the future do not go to waste. But in terms of taking advantage of our current status, that Montella rightly said. Mm. Every currency for an exporting nation puts you at an advantageous position for you to take a good size of the export market share. Hmm. So um, in terms of exporting, we should always, diversify. is not a word that we think we we use too often, but do not really put into practice. Um, We are still highly dependent on oil exports where there are other um products that we can export mm. um the Russia-Ukraine crisis led to a wheat um shortage supplier, right right mm. and looking at our import status for wheat where we have capacity to even produce right 99 percent of our wheat producer actually imported into the country right um we talk about agriculture right um Exporting agricultural produce. But there's still fundamental issues that if we do not address, we're unable to take advantage of this opportunity, which is security. Right. We're talking about agriculture. The security architecture in the country is so bad that even internally, we're already facing internal food inflation where uh, farmers can no longer access their farms. Wherein you even want to export your product, we have issues in the pots. Where you find out that your your, your good seats are port for a longer period of time, right. and they end up getting expired or no longer up to standard when they get to the end users. So there are a lot of internal challenges that we still need to tackle before we take advantage of these opportunities. Right. Can we? Yes, we can. Um, but if there's no political will to do that, we will still keep on having this conversation
0: here in here out. <laughs> By out uh, Central Bank has blamed online and offline BDCs for Naira's slide but I, I quite remember that um uh, there was a time when, and you mentioned it, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, when uh, naira to a dollar was eighteen naira, was uh, uh, 150 naira even, and the difference between the black market rate and the um, official rate was give or take one naira or two naira, or you know, more or less. You know, so you hear the central bank then say. Um, online or offline BDCs are to blame for the Naira slide. I have to ask uh, Bemisola how much merit is there to this?
2: Um, so it's not exactly inaccurate. Okay. Um, however, I, I wouldn't blame the online um, or offline players, right? Okay. They themselves are reacting to um, situations in on on ground right so an example i'll give would be um last year when or yeah last year when the cbn ban or was quite stern on Abu effects and um, blamed Abu effects for the continuous um, increase that's in itself so one thing that um, and we've written about this several years one big thing a big trigger for policies or people's reactions to policies is expectation. Mm. If the central bank governor is coming out to say that the mere reporting or parallel market rates is big enough to influence um, the actual exchange rates in the, in, the, in, the, in the country, that means that your foreign reserves are not strong enough to hold it down or they're just extra um, forces beyond your control, right? And that's not a good look. Once people hear it, like I think Essay mentioned this earlier, the Sybian's announcement, the civilian governor's announcement last week or how um trying to prevent people from buying dollars for um election um, campaigning and and things like that was another trigger, right? When people, when the governor is saying, you know what, we're going to ban this or we're going to stop that, it's signaling to you and me or investors that liquidity is a problem yeah. and that causes them to react right. when you hear that the cbn is banning something if you hear that the cbn is banning bdc's it causes you to or it's, it's preventing is not supplying bdc's it's foreign exchange mm-hmm. it causes you to react and that reaction in itself is almost like a self fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. the cbn is saying oh this is causing the narrative to depreciate and then you know, the now eventually depreciates because people started panic by. That was what we saw um, two weeks ago last week. And that's what we'll continue to see. The CBN governor continues to trigger these um, reactions with announcements and bans and more stern policies. Hmm. I, said, so don't I don't you- think it's the, um, sorry, I don't think it's the online and offline parties themselves mm-hmm. as much as it's the expectation as a result of the CBN's reaction to these online and offline
0: um, party. do you agree or disagree?
1: Um, I actually do agree with what she's saying. And if I may add, I think the regulators, the CBN needs to stop this blame game conversation. Okay. There's an issue on ground. Trying to push the blame. You are the regulator. This is your market. You should guide activities in the market. And we're in play... As in the market are defaulting, and you as regulator is trying to say, ABC is not acting right. Mm. What are you doing in terms of um, curtailing their actions? These infractions. How are you ensuring their consequences be meted? Right. Um, when 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 you talked about the ban in 2021, I think we all knew it was not going to achieve the. Desired outcomes, okay. because this is not this is one of too many bans mm. that the CBN keep on placing a ban on BDC. And every time I hear that information, I ask myself, so what time did, did they lift the ban? <laughs> that they are placing another ban on BDC. And up to today, Sandra, you and I know these guys are still operating. Mm. So it's more about putting policies in place to check these activities and ensure that the, the 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 dynamics of demand and supply is balanced. Mm. There's nothing the CBN can do about it, and the panic buying will still happen as far as the CBN governor keeps on giving this information to the public. Mm. Panic buying will happen. Mm. Supply supply will sometimes outweigh demand. Demand will sometimes outweigh um, supply. It's a given. But how do you put cushion measures in place to ensure that when these incidents happen, it doesn't necessarily affect the value of your currency? That should be the conversation, not about who is at fault or has done what that is resulting to this action. I don't care about that. Okay. I want to be able to get access to effects when I want to. That, that, that's what every Nigerian wants, not about what the CBN governor is saying. So you tell me that it's the BDC's fault or the black market operators, to what end?
0: Hmm. Essay there with strong words. All right, Lagos. if you just tuned in, I've got Essay on the show with me. Essay is an analyst with SBM Intelligence. We also have Sola Alongia on the show. She's a senior development analyst for STEERS. And together, we are trying to make sense of, uh, uh, you know, CBN's monetary policy. We're taking a look as well at uh, Nigeria's physical, uh, fiscal situation um, at the moment. So we're talking about monetary policy on the one side... We're talking about uh, a fiscal policy on the other side. We'll take a break now, but uh, when we come back, I will be asking my guests what they'll be doing differently. So say they were the CBN governor, you know, what would they be doing differently? We've got information to share with you, yes? The debaters are ready. My name is Ajike My name is Anna Ra- my name is Olaf. The panel of judges are ready. The judges have decided. The prize money is ready. One million Naira. There's only one question left, Lagos. Are you, the audience, ready? It's the August edition of the I beg to differ debate tournament. In my research, Nigeria says so,
1: there's an increasing number of skilled
0: workers. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, your moderator. Join me from August 8th as the best student debaters go head to head. There yeah, are different safety measures our car kind of riders do flood. Weekdays at 4 on 99.3 Nigeria Info FM. This tournament is supported by Webster University, RLG Communications, OBWC.com, Booker Heart, and Storm Body Spray. If you earn a living... You probably own a business, work for one, or want to start one. Business is central to your life, but do most business shows really speak to you? Today on the show, the billion-dollar valuation of Balogun Broad does. Let's talk about the stock market and alaba market. Let's talk about share IPOs and diesel supply LPOs. Let's talk about Broad Street, the Nigerian Stock Exchange recorded an all-time high on of- Balogun Street. Uh, the maximum I will spend on fuel on fuel mm. was four thousand. My logo and Broad Wednesdays at 5. What changes should the CBN make to monetary policy? what changes should the finance ministry make to fiscal policy helping us answer those questions are uh, SSA Oikala from SBM intelligence she's a senior analyst there we also have senior development analyst for steers Wemisola Olonge and uh, today they've told us so much and i told them that uh, when we came back from the break i would love to hear what they would be doing differently if they were currently uh, the governors of the CBN. So I'll start with Bemi and then I'll come to Essek. Bemi?
2: Okay, um, first uh, disclaimer running Nigeria or anything that has to do with Nigeria <laughs> is no easy feat. So yeah. <laughs> before I say of my solutions would be, um, yes, just acknowledge that. But the issue with Nigeria's effect um, situation right now is a liquidity problem and an in slow problem. So what's, I mean, the CBN, we had already mentioned earlier that, you know, crude oil is a major contribution contributor to foreign exchange in Nigeria. Um, the CBN cannot go and solve the theft issues in, in, in the Niger Delta. So that's not the CBN's purview. However, one big thing that the CBN can do is managed liquidity. Um, and this can be done by slowly removing the peg on the exchange rates. Nigeria cannot maintain a managed, I mean they call it a managed exchange rate, but as far as we're concerned, it's more or less fixed, right? We cannot continue to manage a fixed exchange rate system. It's not sustainable. Countries that do that, that, that have fixed exchange rate systems have huge um, foreign exchange reserves that they're able to use to back up these fixed exchange rates. So to maintain the exchange rate at a certain level, you need to be able to pump in money when the demand is high, right? And you need to have a continuous inflow of foreign exchange into your economy. We don't have that, so we cannot continue to you know, maintain it. And one big thing about one um, sort of effect of ma- this managed exchange rate system is that it prevents you know people investors from knowing what rates to use today the exchange rates um official rates are like four 417 four twenty four seventeen or between four fifteen and four twenty and um parallel market rate is practically 700 now. so the difference is just too much and when i mean we saw in 2020 when investors tried to get their money out of the country they had to wait because there was no liquidity there was no foreign foreign exchange liquidity it took to, to for some of them they even started buying they started investing in um some stocks where they could now transfer their stocks to other stock exchanges so stocks in companies like Seplat, where they could now you know get their money from the london stock exchange so things like that are just too much but if you have a um, um, flexible exchange rate system. People know at every point in time what the exchange rate is, or at least they can they can um, sort of predict what the exchange rate would be over over time, and that helps investments. What that does it as well is that it allows people. It gives people the confidence to bring in their money. As an investor, you would eager, you would eagerly bring in your foreign exchange without the fear of. Um, the CBN saying, oh, there's no, there's no Forex right now. You can't take your money out and all that. So it also helps, you know, inflow of Forex, right? It's also important that the CBN sort of um, communicate this liquidity. It's not enough to have it. But if you come out and say, oh, you're banning BDCs or oh, you're banning, you're still going to stop giving banks foreign exchange because you don't want... Um, the exchange to go out of out of hand. It communicates that there's a problem with liquidity, and that just causes people to panic. In 2012, and I just want to give an example of how powerful a central bank governor's um, words can be. Hmm. In 2012, when there was the euro um, euro euro crisis, the EU crisis, right? All the central bank governor at the time, Mario Draghi, had to say was the central bank would do whatever it takes. So he was like, the ECB would do whatever it takes to you know, defend the euro. And investors believed, they didn't even know what the central bank was going to do. But then there was an inflow of demand for um, ECB securities. And that just caused you know, it was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. Eventually, you know, the the economy stabilised again. So all I'm saying is that if the CBN continues to come out and communicate indirectly that there is a problem with foreign exchange liquidity, investors will run away because no one wants to put their money in an economy where they will not be able to take their money out when they feel like it. So another thing is the CBN needs to stop funding the federal government. Like it's time to let the federal government go because what that does is with Nigeria's ballooning debt profile it reduces our credit risk our credit rating if investors think that your your country has a shaky credit rating they would not invest right so if you continue funding the federal government the credit rating continues to drop investors will not invest in the country's securities not only in the country's security, not only in the government securities or the CBN securities, but also in individual companies, because if they fear that your government will not be able to pay, then they fear that the country will go into a recession or would go into a, a downturn and things like that. And they don't want to put their money in places where, you know, the economy is going down. So if the CBN continues to fund the government, I mean we're already we're already talking about a debt service to revenue ratio that is above hundred percent. These are signs of these are signs of distress. If the government continues and, and it also it also toys with the independence of the CBN. Mm. It also feels like the CBN is not detached from the government. Mm. If the CBN is not detached from government, then it becomes politicized. The CBN is supposed to be an independent body. It's supposed to be independent of the federal government right. and it's not supposed to be you know, pouring into the federal government the way it has. Mm. So it's time to let the federal government... Let it go. Break you know, up with it. it let it go. Break up. Right? Because <laughs> it's it, it just making the economy... So, so those are the two major things, you know, fix the liquidity problem by... Um, letting the i mean obviously they wouldn't let the type go immediately but you know let's start approaching a flexible exchange rate system of and then communicate this liquidity communicate let people think or no. i mean even if let people think that there's liquidity. Let investors, you know, think that there's liquidity and they can take their money out whenever they want and they would bring their money. And then finally, let the federal government go. Stop funding it. It's time,
0: <laughs> time for them to go. S-A, 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 what would you do differently?
1: Um, <laughs> what would I do differently? Um, yeah, I think I buy the idea of solar with regards to um harmonization of the exchange rates we have the official and the power market harmonization of the exchange is very key but um there are four major sources where i think we we end foreign exchange even though we strongly relied on one of the four we can get it from our all exports, non-el exports, from our diaspora remittances that's continued to dwindle um as well as from foreign direct um or portfolio investments. And from what Bemi has rightly said, part of the activities of the CBN right in the market has led to a decline of um, FDIs and FPI in the country. Um, We've not really opened up to improve exports of non-oil produce. I think another area we should also look at is around diaspora remittances. Um, That's one way we are able to generate earnings and were really slacking in that area and are really giving room for peer-to-peer exchange. So for me, in addition to what has said, is about putting policies in place to improve formal inflow of FX, right, into the country. So instead of um, an estate in in Europe, right, in China or in Germany, giving someone Euro in exchange of a Naira transaction in Nigeria, to be able to bring in, the, bring in the currency into through the formal channel and the recipients should be able to access um, the currency. Well, however, whichever means, whichever other solution we put into perspective, if fundamental infrastructural issues are not tackled in the country, we can only just be um, giving out solutions. So even issues around security, issues, issues around improved business environment, issues around policy uncertainty where people play in the market and are not sure what policies regulators will come up tomorrow with if we have all these issues in place um the traction we would get from these suggestions would not be as by expectations so there are still other fundamental issues that the cbn needs to work with the government to put in place in order for them to achieve their goal. and very key is removing their hand from the market and taking on that role. I would personally remove my hand from the market and take on that role as a regulator of the market and allow market dynamics to determine the rates of ethics day in, day out. Let Mm. market dynamics determine that. Let it not be from the CBN to put cap around what should be tradable in the market.
0: Mm. Uh, Let me stay with you a bit, Essay. You know, a lot of analysts have accused the CBN of essentially printing money, quote-unquote, to help the federal government um, fund its budgets year after year. How much truth is there to this? And uh, how much has it contributed to the devaluation of the Naira?
1: Um, Obviously, the CBN would come out to tell you they've been printing currencies. But if you look at activities, but we're able to get that information through monitoring the ways and means advances that the CBN gives to the government. And if you look at um, recent budget analysis released from last quarter, even to M Q three, they've carefully been silent around ways and means advances because of the highlights it got from analysts like ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know. Bring that into the the force. So yes, it, it has, in a way, contributed to the devaluation of the naira. I I wouldn't say it hasn't. It has had its own fair share of the devaluation issues we're having, amongst other issues that the country is facing. Um, for me personally, the 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 the, the thing around.
0: We seem to have lost the connection to SA there, which brings me to my next question. Um, and me, I'm going to be asking you this one. We're seeing the CBN um, take steps to control the supply of Forex. You've both mentioned this, um, Bemi Sola. Um, and they're doing this in the hopes of stabilizing the Naira, right? So for example, um, you talked about, um, you know, the rumors about um, um, school fees in December. We've seen very low limits on, on dollar-denominated cards. Can these moves stop the Naira's fall? Uh, And if they can, will they do it in a way that outweighs the damage to commerce?
2: No, it (laughs) cannot. It cannot
0: stop. (laughs) That's a very straightforward (laughs) answer. (laughs) Um,
2: um, Especially not for, so, I mean, not to be so straightforward. um, Especially not for the. parallel market rates it would for the for the official rates you know it would stop it, it might it might you know prevent the decline because um, if the if the cbn is only supplying dollars to the um mem- to the people in the INA window then you know we can maintain the exchange rate at, at the rate it's, it's at so if, if the cbn is only is making these moves to pre- just stop or to maintain the exchange rates in the iron mean, window, you the official exchange rates, then definitely it can it can do it can you know help prevent the free fall of, of naira. However, the real exchange rate is the exchange rate that's reflective of the demand and supply of you know the foreign exchange in Nigeria. Mm. Is the exchange rate that is reflective of how much how much people are willing to buy dollars in 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 Nigeria, and I mean. Calculating real exchange rates is very long. So the closest thing, however, is the parallel market rates, right? So all these um, things that the government, all these policies that the CBN is putting in place to prevent, you know, demand for dollars would definitely keep them stable, but then would continue to force a search for an alternative and that search for the alternative is causing the um, parallel market rate to continue to rise. It's causing people to, you know, panic buy. It's almost like the same way we saw in 2020 in in, in the U.S. and in some parts of Nigeria as well. Before the lockdown was announced in some parts of, the, uh, some parts of Nigeria and the U.S., people were panic buying. People were panic buying hand um, sanitizers. They were panic buying... Um, tissue paper and things like that Mm -hmm. it's the same thing right if you know that you would find like to get the dollar if you if you if you think that dollars will be so scarce in in december that you will not be able to pay or in september you won't be able to pay school fees or you won't be able to travel i mean the wise thing to do is to buy it now right so both the people who need it today And people who are panic buying and people who are just buying in the hopes that you know when it increases they can then sell and all those other things is what's causing so that that's what i said about communication if the cbn continues to communicate indirectly that liquidity is a problem mm. people would continue to panic buy mm. and the exchange rate would continue to rise mm.
0: all right lagos join the conversation at this point i know we didn't get to the fiscal part of this conversation but i think i'm going to drag my guests back into the studio next wednesday so that we can move to the fiscal uh, 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 policy part of this conversation because for years the federal government's borrowing and its debt servicing have been increasing. Whenever anybody uh, raised an alarm, the government will say, "Our debt GDP ratio is still low. We're good." You know. Um, so next week we'll talk about all of that. We'll talk about um, uh, federal fiscal uh, fiscal responsibility guidelines that should stop the federal government from borrowing beyond particular uh, particular tr- uh, threshold. We'll talk about how serious of a problem this thing is. That um, debt service payments have gotten to one hundred and eighteen. But now, let's have you join the conversation. Women, call us on 01465-7190. Men, call us on 0700-993-993-993. Dyer says, so one of the reasons the CBN governor gave for depreciation of the Naira is Nigerians getting forex from black markets at its rate. My questions are elementary. novice like, perhaps. Where and how can Nigerians get forex at the legal rate of CBN? And how easy is it? Dial with that question there. Who wants to take that question from Dial? Bemi, essay? Um, okay, I can take it. All right.
2: Um so Basically, the CBN doesn't want you to buy dollars if you don't need to buy dollars. And the only, according to the CBN, the only official reasons to buy dollars is if you're importing things that the CBN sees as legal. That means it will not be on the CBN's possible list of prohibited items. Mm. That means you're not importing maize or rice or... You're not importing things that you know cbn says you shouldn't import hmm. cbn also only give you dollars maybe if you're paying school fees if you're traveling Of which i mean pta now might be difficult to get some banks actually don't have enough dollars so they just won't give hmm. um and if you're if, if you're um maybe going for like a medical issue if you're going for medical tourism if you they're, I mean, there are a list of things, like official reasons. However, if you want to buy dollars to keep, if you want to buy dollars maybe you are traveling next day and you think, okay, before, you know, the exchange rate becomes 1500 let me buy my dollars now, the CDN will not give you dollars. So, I mean, there are official sources, there are official channels, there are different forms that CDN expects people to obtain mm. to get dollars to, for these different in quote legal reasons mm-hmm. um, beyond that
0: the CBN doesn't want you to hold <laughs> Muy Dean says we keep talking about monetary policy of CBN what about uh, the fiscal policy of the finance ministry Like, well like I said we're going to have to move that part of the conversation <laughs> to the next week because there's obviously no time to get into it right now I have only one hour there's only so much you can do in an hour um, we've got um, you know other people who are trying to call into the show but unfortunately we're even completely out of time. It's 5 53 right now. We have to take a break. And when we come back, it will be time for the news. well Bemi Sola thank you so much for joining us. Uh Ese Hukala, thank you so much for joining us as well. Esse is Thanks an analyst with SBM Intelligence. Bemi Sola is a senior development analyst for Steers. Ladies, thank you for your time. I have I hope I will have you on again next Wednesday. Yes, 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 yes.
2: <laughs> yes? yeah, i happy to join you. <laughs> all right
0: great all right yeah. great have yourselves a fantastic week that's all the time i have lagos tomorrow the aquaramados will be back in court and we're going to see what the updates are on that story so you want to hear what's happening with that case keep a date with me from 5 p.m tomorrow from, far, from three o'clock as always we're going to um, um, bring you the big three so three of the biggest stories that break tomorrow we'll cover them right here on the big three on hard facts from 3 p.m. Coming up is the news at six when the news is done if you want to export so I've just had a conversation with two brilliant women about forex about uh, monetary policy we didn't get to fiscal policy but you've just had all of those conversations right and one of them said we need to diversify our exports now you want to start export Sporting stuff. We have people who will join us on the show today from 6:15 to talk to you about going global with your business. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili on social media. S Ezekwesili everywhere. Those were your hard facts. Lagos. Good night.